When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, this is Anne-Marie Cross back with you again today for another amazing show. This is episode 160. Now, as ambitious entrepreneurs, we're often managing hectic schedules, aren't you? Aren't we? Which leaves little or no time for exercising and looking after our health, which includes our weight. And before we know it, those extra kilos, or of course, if you're in the US, those extra pounds, well, they continue to add up. And the reflection staring back at you in the mirror, well, it's a constant reminder that you've got to get back onto that health and fitness bandwagon. Well, today's guest is someone who has struggled. And after doing diet after diet, her self-esteem was at an all-time low and she was immersed in self-hatred. And today on the show, Nicole Callerman joins me. Nicole just wishes someone would have reached out and given her a big hug and said, you know what, stop stressing. The answers are within you and you are enough. And because of her own journey, Nicole is passionate about teaching women that losing weight doesn't have to be a struggle and that they're, that they're making it, that we're making it. And so on today's show, she's going to share how we can feel wildly alive on a daily basis how to stop shooting ourselves in the foot and why taking care of our body is the key to a successful business. So welcome to the show, Nicole. Hello, so excited to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think before we pressed record, we were just talking about some of the comments that my colleagues and people that I network with have often said to me. And that was, you know what, the more successful my business gets, it seems that my health and fitness and wellness levels tend to decrease. So tell us, why do women, why do we keep shooting ourselves in the foot when it comes to health and wellness and our weight? Yeah. Okay. So this is a pretty in-depth question, mm. which I'm totally okay with. And I think uh, one very important aspect to point out is we are told the wrong way to lose weight. We are taught the wrong way to lose weight. Anything that's mainstream media that you see in magazines or sometimes like Facebook ads on TV, absolutely. All of those things are very mechanical, right? Mm -hmm. They're very cut yourself off at the head. Think your way through this. Mm. It's all from a conscious place of, you know, thinking. And they've proven that, you know, your automatic way of living is 97% or your subconscious runs 97% of your life, right? And mm -hmm. so that's our automatic. That's our autopilot. And so when 90 
97% of our life is ran subconsciously. And most of these diets are from a very conscious place. Just like I was saying, you have to think good food, bad food. You can eat, you can't eat this exercise today, this exercise tomorrow. Like it's very conscious. You have to think about it. And when you think about that, that's only 3%. We're only really using 3%. It makes sense why we end up struggling and giving up because it's totally unrealistic and we can't consciously think about dieting and about what Mm -hmm. we can and cannot eat all the time. Yeah. It's consuming. It weighs you down. It's exhausting. And so that's one of the main things. So I want to just make sure that everyone who is listening, who has struggled with this knows that it's not your fault. Mm. It is not your fault. It's so easy for us to blame. Oh, I'm overweight and I'm unhealthy because I suck. Yeah. And yes, I agree. There are some personal, you have to take some personal responsibility here. I get that. But when you're not really given the tools to succeed, you got to be a little kinder to yourself and see that there are other ways of losing weight out there that doesn't involve dieting or numbers or extreme exercise programs or calorie counting or shakes or diets or diet pills or any of those things. It's really an internal process. Mm. And so what I teach is that the subconscious piece, meaning... If we can get you subconsciously believing that living a healthy lifestyle is totally doable for the long term, that you deserve it, that you're worthy and all of those things, you will automatically subconsciously make healthier decisions because we usually make unhealthy decisions because of ways of thinking. Like a, a very common limiting belief, we call them, is... I can't lose weight. I can't lose weight and keep it off. I've never done it before. How can I do it now? Mm -hmm. And so it's that type of thinking that subconsciously you will make decisions that will prove that limiting belief correct. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, on the show, we have certainly covered mindset and, you know, mindset as far as business building and, and generating a level of income. And now what you're saying is that mindset is so very important as well mm-hmm. when we're looking at our health and, and, and wellness. And I think many women across the world listening to today's shows have, have sighed a breath of a fresh air and it's like, oh, a relief. Because quite often we look at a lot of these programs, which you say are are really on that conscious level at that 3%, yet -hmm. because they're not addressing that 97% and so many of us, we may go well for a little while and then we unfortunately get back into the bad habits, which as we know, habits are driven by beliefs and behaviors and, and so forth, that that's the reason why and not to beat ourselves up it's just that that program that's out there the way that mainstream that you're saying is you know delivering those programs is not touching on the core element and and I think that that's huge it it really is is huge so when we're talking about then business because there's many ambitious entrepreneurs listening to today's show speak a little bit too if you would about how taking care of our health and you know our wellness our body is key to us running a successful business Mm mm-hmm Yeah. And, and I think obviously this is really important to highlight. And I think a lot of people listening are going to be like, yeah, I know that makes sense. Mm. But, but I want to point out that you are the foundation of your business. And if you're not operating at full capacity, your business will never operate at full capacity. 
So, and it's a, I think it's a, also a fear that like, oh no, I can't take care of myself because I have to answer these emails. I have to wrap up this project. I have to do this. So there's like a self-love component to it and a self-acceptance in a sense, because if you think about it, and I can say this because I was totally there is I saw my business as a reflection of how good of a person I was, right? Mm -hmm. And we held that. So that's why we worked so hard because we need to prove to ourselves that we're good entrepreneurs and we're successful and we're good people. And yeah, you know, and so we're trying to reinforce that to ourselves through external circumstances. And in this case, our business, in a lot of cases for women, it's the scale, right? We're looking for external validation. And so when you can really accept and love yourself and believe that you are successful for just being a good person. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much money is in the bank, no matter how many Twitter followers you have, no matter how big your newsletter list is, whatever, if you believe that you are successful just by being a good person and being who you are, then you won't constantly be feeling like you have to just get the next thing done because there's a level of self-acceptance and self-love there. And you also understand that taking care of yourself helps fuel you to be the best CEO and business owner that you can possibly be. Mm. You're going to operate, you're going to be so much more productive. Yeah. And I think particularly for women, and you know, I'm generalizing, of course, so that's it's certainly not just for women. But I know that when we put our, you know, the expectations and, and, you know, around perfection, and I have to do this, or I should be doing this, there brings a whole element of guilt, of shame, of all, and all of those really unhelpful emotions. And when we, you know, think about where we are at and we're really not feeling happy with ourselves, and, and I'm talking about the weight, it kind of compounds, doesn't it? But what you're saying is you just really need to bring in that self-love, bring in mm-hmm. the patience and the, the, the nurturing, as you know, women and men, of course, too, but women particularly, that nurturing role and nurture self because when you release that, it opens up so many more possibilities. And yeah, so and, and I think so many of the mentors that I follow, they do just naturally have, you know, whether it be fitness or whatever it is, going for a walk, time to just sit and if meditate or listen to music or whatever, it's really mm-hmm. nurturing them physically. And that impacts on the energy levels, on our creativity. I know for myself, when I'm feeling really, you know, motivated and, and maybe I have gone for a walk and I've had fresh air and there's not that kind of pressure, my thoughts can just flow, articles can just sort of, you know, come out of me and all this kind of stuff. And I think right. that that's really what you're saying when you really release the, all yourself from the shoulds and musts and, and all of that, then things can really fall into place naturally. So right. speak a little bit about how becoming or being a food lover will help you feel healthier because often we look at food as kind of the enemy, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, okay, so food lover is lover is an acronym Mm -hmm. and it's this really great concept that I came up with. That's all about changing your experience with food. Mm. So lover is an acronym. It's not in any sequential order. If I could have figured that out, it would have been awesome, but I could. So (laughs) just know that this is like the experience as a whole, not necessarily in this order. Yeah. So L stands for look at your food. Just side note, anyone listening who has a tendency to inhale their food or eat their food at their desk um, or eat standing up, 
and just feels like the reason why they struggle with their weight and health is because they love food so much. Like pay attention here and take notes for sure. Because I remember when someone's, and I'm a total scarfer, like I will scarf my food. I remember when somebody said to me, because I said, I struggle with my weight because I love food so much. And they were like, well, if you love food so much, then why wouldn't you give it the time and respect to actually enjoy it? Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, you know, that was big for me. And so if that's you, I highly suggest you write this down, this acronym. Okay, so L stands for look at your food. Really easy and simple to do, but that mental awareness and like it really also starts the digestive process and really gets you ready and maybe even reminds you of this conversation of, okay, this is about changing my experience with food to be a good one, a positive one, and a nourishing one. O stands for observe what you taste and say thanks. So again, like really getting your senses involved is a great way to become present. So is it sticky? Is it salty? Is it chewy? You know, what does it taste like? Try to break down the ingredients and figure out how they even made this food if you didn't make it. And then say thanks, obviously bring in a a piece of gratitude because I think we take for granted all the work that's usually put into you know, making a tomato or a cucumber, like it took time and it took love and it took nourishment from the sun and the rain and from somebody actually picking and cleaning it, you know, like there's a lot to be grateful for there. V stands for venture in. What is your body telling you? So this is a really great place to start when it comes to intuitive eating. Again, I'm not a fan of calories in, calories out. I don't believe a way of eating is good for all the same people. I believe, you know, veganism and gluten-free and all that is great. But I know for me, when I put restrictions and rules on myself, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work at all. So I really like to just tune into what feels good to me to eat. What gives me energy? I'm going to eat more of that. What makes me gassy. I'm not going to eat that. (laughs) So yeah, this is about venturing in and seeing how the food is settling with you. So in the moment, but also 15, 20 minutes afterwards, tune into how you feel. If you're like buzzing with energy, just stop and say, what did I eat? If you're gassy and bloated and you're tired, ask yourself, what did I eat? Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't need to eat that. It doesn't serve me. And then E stands for eliminate distractions internally and externally. So externally, obviously, get away from your computer, go outside, sit on the patio, go underneath a tree, eat your lunch outside, turn off your phone, you know, try to really be as present and as quiet, as quiet of an environment as you possibly can. And then also eliminate distractions mindset and and thought wise, because it's stress, right? All of those things are stressed and you could eat the healthiest diet, and still gain weight if you constantly had external and internal stressors while you're eating. So the more you can get your body to relax into the moment, you will A, enjoy your food more, and B, you will eat less because you're aware that you're eating. It's like the popcorn in the movie theater analogy. You have to really be here and present and really focusing on the fact that you are eating, not that you are watching a movie. So, and then the last one is R, rest your fork and breathe. (laughs) Breathing (laughs) is really important and a good reminder for us ladies who like to scarf down our food and eat while standing up, set down the fork, relax, lean back and really enjoy the experience. Don't only get nourishment from the food, but get nourishment from the entire experience as a whole. The candle that's warm, 
the music in the background, your family sitting around with you. Let yourself be nourished from that. And when you sit back, look around and just feel grateful. Be like, I'm being nourished from my family talking right now Mm. and this great dinner that we prepared. Yeah, I love uh, those acronyms. And as you were reading through the list, I'm going, "Mm mm-hmm, yes, I need to be more mindful of that. (laughs) You know, just the other day, Nicole, I was watching a movie and it was about set in Greece. And the whole family was together, actually out in the garden, picking the fresh fruit and vegetables, coming together in the kitchen, preparing it together, and then sitting and just taking time conversation to eat and and share each other's company. Yet when you think about it, because of our hectic lifestyles, and many of us have children too, so we've got to take our kids to different activities and so forth, the time to really sit down and experience food together in a healthy way like that often is not done, often is not done because of hectic lifestyles. Yet that whole connection to family as well as food and our bodies, I I think, is such a a huge reminder for us that this is important. So, Right. Yeah. When you think about, like, what a beautiful thing you are teaching your children at a young age, Mm -hmm. right? Like uh, kids of today are really, truth be told, uh, have struggled and will struggle with their relationship with food and their body more than most people in the past. And so if you can just teach them how to sit and relax and enjoy food and not just eat on the go all the time yeah, and not just see that it's fast food and you just stuff it in and really feel grateful that it's nourishing you and it's giving you energy and really talking about what food really does for you. It's not just something you stuff in your face and you eat and it's pure gluttony. It really does nourish you and give you energy and make you happy as long as you're choosing those foods. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many times as parents have we said to our kids, will you hurry up and finish your meal so we can, you know, move on to the next activity? I know I've I've certainly done that too. My kids are a lot older now. They're all teenagers and um, well, actually no longer teenagers. So hmm, maybe have to revisit that and remind them that now as young adults. (laughs) So talk about exercise programs. You say that they can add to the problem. Why do you say that? Yeah, well, I was uh, an exercise freak for a really long time. I was not an athlete in high school, but when I start to lose weight, you know, I did what most people do is I started dieting and started exercising like a nut. And, it, you know, it didn't help at all. It didn't help the process. And I got so overly ambitious and thought that the only way to lose weight was to drill my body into the ground and go, 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 go. And I think this is a perception that we're given as a society that that's the only way to lose weight. And that is not the way to lose weight. Truth be told, you need to really disassociate exercise with weight loss and really see that those two things do not go hand in hand. Because it's when we believe that exercise is merely a tool for weight loss, when we choose ways of moving that is very uninspiring and boring and unfulfilling and dreadful. But when you see movement as something that just makes you feel good, you know, like maybe you're stiff, so maybe you do some yoga. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're having some low back pain, so you start doing some Pilates. Maybe you just go for a walk outside because it makes you, it helps you relieve stress instead of having a glass of wine, right? When you see exercise as merely a tool to just make you feel good, then you want to do it. You're excited to do it. It's not dreadful. It doesn't suck. 
And, you know, it's just really an inspired place to be. Yeah, absolutely. And the way that you change your thinking, again, it's mindset, isn't it? Then it's not, oh, I have to do this, but rather, oh, great, I get to do this and this. And it really does completely change the whole outlook. And, of course, the results because you're enjoying it. And I'm sure by changing the mindset around it, it's actually doing your body a lot better from the cell level because of the fact that you're enjoying it rather than, oh, I've got to get another five of these things out, you know, sit-ups or whatever it might be that you're doing. They're just not going to generate the benefits that we're looking for. This last piece that I'd love to, to get your thoughts on, and I think this is something that we all resonate with, emotional eating. And we're always told that emotional eating is is an issue. It's a problem. But you say, you know what? Emotional eating isn't as terrible as people think. So why is that? Right. So this is a really a heavy concept, and I'll try to explain it as clearly as possible. But the truth is, is our experience with food is an emotional one. From the moment we are brought into this world, what happens, right? We get nourishment and love and milk from our mother. It's one experience. It's not as an infant, you aren't going to say, okay, this is food and this is separate. This is love. No, it's one experience. Love and food are together. Mm -hmm. And as we grow up and as we continue our lives, Food and love are together at birthday parties, at weddings, when you're around the table with all the people that you love. It's one experience. So when you really start shifting your perspective that food is love, then, and really get this on a cellular level, and it it does take time, but you want to choose foods that are from a source of love. So what does that mean? It means choosing foods that will make you feel good and choosing foods that are grown from the earth and not foods that are developed into some chemical plant that wreaks havoc on our society and causes all kinds of problems in our children. When you really see that food is love and that food is a good thing and it's it's a positive thing, you want to choose foods that are positive from mm-hmm. a very real you know, and mature mindset, not like, oh yeah, well, ice cream is good and I'm going to eat it. You know, like not, (laughs) not like that, like really truthfully, like eating a salad and some salmon because it makes you feel good and you deserve love. Yes. Because sometimes a junk can be punishment, even though we try to say, and our egos try to say, oh, well, you've worked so hard. You deserve ice cream or you Mm. deserve pizza. You know, that's, it's an abuse tool. So it's, it's a big shift and it's a super heavy topic, but yeah, I mean, there are moments in our lives when we get really stressed out and we turn to the chocolate and that's a whole different thing. But when you really understand and can uh, live this food is love component, the emotional eating for the wrong reasons, because you're sad looking for comfort and so on and so forth will happen much less often. Mm. Yeah, I think everything that you spoke today about today on today's show really is looking at powerful shifts in around mindset, around the beliefs that we we tell ourselves to really think about the exercise and eating in such a positive, loving, supportive way. Whereas we're normally trained to look at it as, you know, denial, foods we cannot eat, things we need to go without, you know, that kind of thing. So looking at everything from a far more positive is it's inspiring. We we want to do that, don't we? We want love. We want to experience Mm -hmm. love. And I think 
that that is, yeah, I, I, we've had such a short time today, of course, to explore it. However, of course, people can certainly reach out to you, Nicole, find out more. How can they do that? If today's topic that we've spoken about has really connected with someone, they want to know more about you, how can they do that? Yeah, I think the best place to really get in contact and learn more is just to go to my website, wildlyaliveweightloss.com and start off with taking the Wildly Alive quiz where together we really figure out what your wildly alive strength is and how you're actually taking that strength and shooting yourself in the foot with it. And then together we come up with a plan on how to stop doing that (laughs) and really use your strength in your favor when it comes to trying to lose weight and be healthy. Terrific. So there you have it. Go to Nicole's website, take the assessment and certainly going to give you some self-awareness in that area. And of course, all of the details on how to connect with Nicole are on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES160. Now, if this is the first time that you've joined it, it really is a pleasure and honor to have spent the last 20 or so minutes with you. Please subscribe to our iTunes channel. All the details are there. If you don't have iTunes, we are also on Stitcher go ahead and subscribe and while you're there leave a comment and uh, rate the show as well that helps us get our message out to many other ambitious entrepreneurs as we can so we can change the world thanks once again Nicole for coming on the show it really has been a pleasure and honour speaking with you and uh, yeah we hope to, to share this message with the world awesome thank you been listening to the ambitious entrepreneur show do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs both nationally and internationally i invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing be a sponsor at ambitious that's be a sponsor at ambitious and we'll send you out further details This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.